Blog Talk Radio.
God, we're grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee, and healing is in your wings, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, uh, bind every demon, Lord, uh, every demonic force, Lord, uh, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to 
you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful this morning unto him for another week ending. We thank God for this day, a Friday we have never saw before. We never saw this Friday. We've never seen this day. And so we are grateful unto him. We appreciate him, our guest is in this morning, and we're not going to do a lot of a prolonging this morning. And if we get the opportunity, we'll finish the last two books, of, uh, chapters, rather, well, I'm sorry, verses of Second Samuel. And so we thank God this morning that he blessed us with the live guests. We give him glory. We give him honor, and we give him praise. And how I know that it's the move of God. When he speaks, if he says, invite her, invite him, and I do it, and they come right back with a yes answer, I know God has moved. Yeah, I know he has moved, because it's not that easy, no, to just get guests like that. Hallelujah. So we trust God this morning with all our heart. And we lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge God. He's going to direct our path. We don't want to be wise in our own eyes. We want to fear God and depart from evil. And he takes up everything else because we're trusting him. And he won't disappoint us. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Because our trust is in him. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today is June 17, 2022, and we're grateful again this morning for this week ending. We thank God. I want to apologize for yesterday because I kept saying the 15th, the 15th, and yesterday really was the 16th. And so I want to apologize to that faithful few that come faithfully daily, those that's coming through the archives and the podcast, 
God bless you this morning, and uh, thank you for overlooking my mistakes. I am human, by the way, and we don't edit over here. What you get is what you get because we believe in the move of God to bless his people. Or even in these troubled times, is yet Almighty God Jehovah that have all power. There is no higher power. And so we keep the faith, we trust Him, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah, and the just shall live by faith. And so we wait to hear from God. We don't move so quick. Even after coming up out of prayer, we begin to praise. And stay right there because most times God is going to speak back concerning what you came before him for. Even if you just come to talk, because sometimes I just go to talk to him because he's so good to me. He never leaves. He's always there listening. So sometimes I just go to talk. And after I finish saying what I got to say to him or having a long conversation with him, I begin to praise. And then in my spirit, I will hear back from him. Sometimes I don't want to say it because people be weird out, but sometimes I can actually hear an audio voice in my spirit. Hallelujah, loud and clear. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm headed in the right direction, and this is when I know it's him. This morning we had a lot of weird stuff going on. I had to call into the show. <laughs> I couldn't do direct connect today, and I'm like, what is going on? But that's another sign that God is in this today, that he is moving by his spirit for his people today, right here on Jesus in the Morning Radio Talk Show. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, we're moving right along this morning. I'm going to one request, and right after this request, we're going to bring our guests in uh, this morning. And, uh, oh, I believe it's going to be an excellent time today, none other than Dr. Latasha Holden. We'll be bringing her in this morning, our special guest, and uh, get right to the point. So listen, we're going to one more this morning, and uh, I want to go to this one right here. See ya. Somebody, I don't care what the devil told you. <laughs> God made it fail. Yes, sir. You don't hear me. Tell somebody God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it. God made it fail God made it fail Everything the devil tried God made it fail God made it fail God made it fail He made it fail Everything that the devil tried God made it Y'all not happy. I say y'all not happy. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried. God made it fail. God made it fail. 
God made it fail, He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Oh, you got to get, I said, you got to let the floor have it now. I say, you got to let the floor have it. I said, God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. I said, hey. is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Pastor Johnny Brown this morning, and God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. I played that so and danced to it so yesterday. I was just happy, happy, happy. Hallelujah, because God makes it fail. The things that the devil try against the people of God, he makes it fail. Yeah. Because I know this for myself. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So we, we're not doing what we used to do. And a lot of times the devil try to bring the past back of things we've done. Oh, but we've been redeemed. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. We're good this morning. Oh, yeah, we just keep striving for perfection in him. Because as as the pastor prayed this morning, greater is he, greater, greater, one more time, Barbara, greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. Activate your greater. Let God fight your battle. Forgive folks and move on, please. God have it all in control. Somebody said, be the bigger person. Hallelujah. And it's all right this morning in Jesus' name. So listen, we're bringing to the floor this morning none other than Dr. Latasha Holden. And uh, we want to hear her testimony. Good morning, Dr. Holden. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yes, God bless you for coming. I thank you for coming. So, look, your story really inspired me. I like to say your testimony. It, it it just really blessed me. It was such an amazing testimony. I said, well, she put just that little clip. She could have gave me the whole thing. I would have listened to it all. I would have read it all. And uh, I saw where you had six children and you were homeless. Can you can you tell us about that, how all of this got started? Oh, yeah. You know, um, now, as you see, I uh, just turned 52 days ago, and um, in all, finally have a chance to sit down and, and reflect over the last 12 to 14 years. Um, only by the grace of God, I, I'm, I'm so in love with him because he didn't have to do it. But about 15 years ago, I found myself homeless in the streets of Atlanta for four years with six children. I only had a GED and very little work history. Um, 
And the homelessness came about after a 10-year marriage ended. After it had been a uh, verbal and mental abuse, I was kind of like a, a shell of a person by the time that marriage ended. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I'm 35. You know, I have a GED, no work ticket. I found myself homeless. Um, initially, honestly, the human part of me wanted to go run and hide somewhere because I'm like, how do I liberate a family of seven from poverty and homelessness? I didn't even know where to start, but I knew I had to do something to try to fight for my six children. I had 12 eyes watching me, and the pressure that I was under, because at that time, you got so at that time I had two kids in high school, two kids in middle school, and two kids in elementary school. I didn't know where to start. I, I didn't even, the last time I'd been in anybody's school, I was in the 10th grade when I dropped out. So here I am, 35, basically with a ninth grade education because they placed me in the 10th. And I just knew, I said, okay, I got to do something. So I made a vow. I made a vow that the streets was not going to raise my six children, nor the jails will house them. And as we was living in a border of house and squatters, I decided to go back to the last place I gave up, and that's when I dropped out of school. To be honest with you, Evangelist, I, I really didn't know what God was going to do with this little gesture of mine. Some are going back to school, haven't been in school since I was 15. Now I'm 35. I'm like, what am I doing? But I came, that was the first thing I made about to myself. And the second thing I made before I rolled in school, the second thing I did was, although I did not have a lot to offer my six children materially, I came to them and said, well, I don't have a lot to offer you guys materially. All I have to offer you is to love you unconditionally and to teach you um, about service to others. Um, at this time, I'm thinking about legacy and suicide. I'm like, I don't have a lot to offer my kids. I'm so embarrassed and humiliated. But here I am talking about legacy. And so I did events in the community to teach my kids the principle of servant leadership. But when I went to them, I said, well, I want to teach y'all the principle of servant leadership. And they were like, what are you talking about? How can we help anybody? And we don't have anything. I tell you, I was so embarrassed. Here I am. I said, well, this is the only key that I have to give you guys. I don't have anything else. And so when we did events in the community, about five events in the community, to, to show them how to love on others, they turned around. And that one key that I passed on to them, all of my children now 20 to 33, they each took that key and built lives and said, Mom, this is our way of giving back. They built lives in the military, their college grads, authors, entrepreneurs in the medical field. Um, and I am just blown away. But I gave them that only key that I had. And so they took it and ran with it. But for me, I said, okay, well, I, I got to do something. So I remember rolling in college in 2007 while we was living in a board of house at Squatters. But evangelists, the journey got so hard. As a pastor myself, I often pose the question, what happens when your struggle outlasts your strength? You know, we all can go through something for a couple of days, weeks, months, but when it become years, and it seems like God is silent. And so the journey, four years being homeless from cars and uh, scraping up money for hotels and shelters and board up houses, why I'm going to college, why I'm pointing to my six children, 
it the mental exhaustion from that led me on the side of suicide. So at first I thought about legacy when I thought of giving my six children the key, the only key I had. But now the pressure of being homeless started to build up. So I remember walking to a hospital here in Riverdale, Georgia. And I went to the list. I remember I remember going through the glass doors and I went to the desk. And I told the lady at the front desk, I said, ma'am, I cannot do this anymore. She said, ma'am, are you saying you want to commit suicide? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm tired. I don't know what to do. They admitted me to the hospital for a week for observation. And on that floor, they had a padded room. I asked the lady at the desk, said, ma'am, can I go into that room? Now, for me, I was not raised in the church. I didn't have a relationship. God didn't know anything. But I knew I had to go into that room to talk to him. And the week I was there, they allowed me to go into that room once a day. I dropped down to my knees and cried out, God, are you there? Please help me. I'm scared. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. And although my situation did not immediately turn around when they discharged me, I knew something was different. And before I knew it, I had matriculated through college with my associates, my bachelor's, my MBA. But when I got accepted into the Ph.D. program for leadership studies, now I did want to bungee jump out to heaven and high-five my man. I'm like, I, I, I just did not see that coming. You know, so within the last um, 12 years, I went from being homeless to run for city council in the 2017 election from a GED to a doctorate in leadership studies and became a 17-time published author. And I tell people that although God has the power to overnight our situation, you know, to bring us out overnight, it usually doesn't happen that way. We have to be a willing participant in our own deliverance. So I, I'm just excited that he has allowed me to see the first 50 years. I'm looking forward to the next 50. Amen. Are you still there, Doc? Yes. Okay. I thought it clicked out. Wow. Wow. To an elementary, junior high and high school. I couldn't imagine such. All of us, you know, we have nowhere to go. I heard her say she was squatting in an empty house with her six children. And she said she had nothing to give them. She only had a ninth grade education. But this just proved, this just proved. A lot of times we, we don't know that we're trusting God. Sometimes we don't know. We're just going on, you know, doing the best that we can. But yet we're trusting God. And I heard her say eventually she just went to him and told him, I'm afraid, I, I'm scared, I, I need your help, I need you to help me. And he come in, because look where he brought her from, ninth grade education. She had to finish high school first. Then the next step would have been a, an associate's degree, then the bachelor's. And that's not easy, and you have children. Yeah, you have other things outside of school. When, when you leave home and go to college from your parents' house, you are in good shape many times. Because even if you got a scholarship, the parents can yet send you a care package, or they may be able to send you so much money once a week or once a month. And it may not be a lot, but they can help you. But she's on her own. Six children and on her own. Finish high school. Associate's degree. Master, I mean, bachelor's degree. Then the master's. Then her next step was PhD. 
It took something to get something. Is there anything else you would like to just tell us that you want the world to know? Well, you know, um, well, when I realized, well, a couple of things, whoever listening and, and going through something, one thing I realized on the journey was the, the people who did the most talking, the most, the people in, in your life that are negative, aunts, uncle, mom, dad, sisters, and brothers, whoever it is, usually are the people that are too scared to run their own race. You would rarely see someone that is making moves in their lives and accomplishing what they believe God has called them to do have the time to talk you out of your dream. And so when I realized that everybody that was, you know, I guess I was a black sheep. I dropped out in the 10th grade. I had four kids by the time I was 22. So nobody didn't believe in what is she trying to do, go to college, she homeless. You know, so it was a joke. And for me, I just put on my blinders. I, I just said, you know what, they talked about me when I dropped out of high school. They still talking. So I just decided to run my race and keep my eyes focused on Jesus. And it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I will agree with you right there. I know that it was. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, too, did the same thing, dropped out, went back, got it right. I went back because I promised my parents, and they both had died and gone on, but I kept the promise. And not because of the schooling, per se, but because I held on to God, and he brought me through all of it. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without him. And the same thing for her. No way she could have did it without him. But he was on her side. What it reminds me of, uh, Dr. Holden, it reminds me of this, that must Jesus bear a cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. So at that time, what it appears for me to be is that you was bearing your cross. You continued on. And like you said, people that are not doing anything uh I'm going to use the word positive in their lives. When they talk to you, they can't see you doing anything positive, so they'll talk negative to you and try to talk you out of your blessing. Oh, you can't do that. How are you going to college mm-hmm. with six? You don't have nowhere to live. You don't have no money. What, you getting food stamps or something? That's not enough. Yeah, they'll talk you out of your blessing. But like she said, you turn your blinders on. I, I, I can't see you. I can't hear you. I'm running this race. And and, and believe it or not, I'm running it with patience. Yeah, uh-huh, I, I'm going uh-huh. to tour until the end. I, 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 hey, I may have to get a tutor here and there. I may have to take some night classes. I may only be able to take two classes a week, whatever it is. But I'm going to finish the race. My, my Spanish classes, I, I'm, <laughs> look, I am finishing the race. I'm in no rush. And look, Doc, when I finish that, I got my keyboard set up. It's next, it's music lessons. When I finish that, I'm going to get my flying license. I will become a pilot, a licensed pilot. It's, it, it's too much I found out God can do right here in the earth, right here where you are. 
if you're trusted, if you have faith, make up your mind, this is what I want to do. Because I see so many homeless people. I saw a lady walk in this dinner bar almost two weeks ago, Saturday, tomorrow. I was coming back from the flea market because I was going to meet my friend Thelma, but she overslept. So it was early in the morning, like a little after 7. I said, well, go home. She's not coming. And uh, as I'm coming back, I see this lady. And she was a heavyset lady, and she had a blanket in one hand and some bags in the other. And that was like a Dollar General store on the corner. But when I looked at the lady from the back of her, from feet to head, I could see grass and stuff in her hair, and her clothes was dusty, you know, from laying down on the ground. And she only had that one little blanket. So I said, she just woke up from uh, behind the Dollar General store, and she was walking really slow. I said, Lord, she's homeless. And I said, Lord, bless her today. Give her somewhere to go today. Yeah. Because you never know. Been there and done that. Slept in my car. Yeah. Been there and done that. But this is what I know, Dr. Holden. If you haven't gone through much, God can't use you big. <laughs> if you have not gone through much, had many trials, God cannot use you big. But because we've gone through much, and some people say, well, they didn't follow the American dream. They weren't obedient to their parents. If they were, they wouldn't be in this situation. I'm going to say it one more time for you. Who has gone through much? God can use big. Yeah. Peter, he, he Peter was no uh, saint. <laughs> Peter cuts you out, cuts you with a sword, fight, all of that. Look at David. Look at Solomon. <laughs> but God will give you much. He can use you in a big way. And I want to tell you this this morning, Dr. Holden. I want you to prepare yourself because I see a separate thing coming for you. And when I say a separate thing, I see what you will own on your own. It won't be according to these people, but you will have your very own, and it's going to be very prosperous. Yeah, I had to share that with you this morning. Yeah, very prosperous. And uh, because God didn't bring you this far to just let you go and be a part of uh, someone else's stuff, but he brought you this far so you could have entirely your own. Yeah. Because to whom yes. much is given, much is required. And you've gone through much, yeah, to get there. Yes. And so God is opening doors. Even as we're speaking, he's opening doors for you. And so we thank him. And I, I give everybody this that I can. And I don't know, I may have given it to you. But I'd like for you to take a look at Proverbs. Proverbs, the third chapter. And verses 5 through 7. And I want you to stay there and remember that as often as you can. And the more you apply that to your daily life, the more you're going to see the move of God in your life. Things will become, it'll feel so easy to you to be like walking on air. Yeah. Because that that scripture holds a lot of weight. And I know people just quote it, you know, Oh, yeah, I know that, and they quote it. But quoting and living it is too difficult. Quoting it and applying it to your daily lives are two different things. 
And so when we apply that daily, God commanded he honor his word. And whatever you trust in him for, he's going to move. Because the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And without him, we can do nothing. So we need him. We need him. Oh, I like that, yeah. People that are not doing nothing, remember this, they'll try to talk you out of blessing. They'll try to talk you out of what you're going to do, what you're trying to accomplish. Because people really do treat you the way that they are. If I can't do it, I don't think you should. If I can't mm-hmm. do it, I don't can either. Uh-huh. It's like this. If there's a thief in the room, wherever this thief goes, she's going to carry her purse if it's a woman. Everywhere mm-hmm. she goes, she go to the restroom, she's going to take a purse. Why? She thinks everybody in the room will steal. Watch. It's what she does. Yeah. If it's a liar in the room, they'll always need a co-signer. Ask John. Ask Jane, didn't it happen? I don't have to tell you to ask nobody. Why? It's the truth. And the truth stands on its own. But people treat you the way that they are. And I want us to remember, we're not going to listen to negative vibes. We're not going to listen to negative people. We're putting those blinders on, turning them off. I can't see you. I can't hear you. I may love you, but I got to move on past you. Because if I stop right here with you, I'm going to do what you're doing. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I have a goal to meet. I have dreams to accomplish. Yes. Yes. And I'm moving on. Hallelujah. God has blessed us. And, you know, a lot of times women have gone through a lot of things. Way back in the day, my grandmother, my, my great-grandmother, they they were silenced. They went through a lot of things. They thought the only thing they could ever do was cook home, clean home, clean for others, raise children, work cotton fields or whatever, and that was it. Ride the back of the bus and all of that. But God has blessed us, women. We've come a long way. And it wasn't, wasn't just black women. All women went through. And some women are still going through. Yeah. But today, again, I love the Lord. I appreciate him. I'm grateful unto him, and I thank him for all he has done in our lives because greater is living in us. And, look, if you have greater, you can do more if you put your mind to it. Now, now, now Dr. Holder, did you not have to focus and put your mindset to that? Oh, you you know what? I I did. It was hard because what happened Usually when God is going to work in you, you go to a season of isolation. And that's where the pain is. That's where you're being built up. Had it not been for the home experience, I would not become who I am today because I was a young person that was unorganized, undisciplined, um, didn't follow through on anything. So the homeless experience taught me the art of discipline. You know, so and I remember my undergrad professor told the class one time that the world belongs to those who are disciplined. And so I had to learn the art of discipline, but that's when my grandson come over, he said, Grandma, I see you in the magazines and you're on TV. I said, yeah, but it's 12 to 14 years later. Oftentimes, by the time God brings you to the forefront, you'll spend years behind the scene alone building. That, that That's the point. That's the pain of it. You know, nothing happens overnight. I said, tell my grandson, I said, yeah, you see me being interviewed now. We talking about 10 to 12, maybe 12, 14 years late. Nobody was interviewing me when I was homeless. 
when I was going through, I say, so by the time, and that's why I want to encourage somebody, that if you do not give up, you will see the song come out tomorrow. And, and that's, that's the thing. And so I'm so excited. I'm starting a nonprofit now where I go back and help single moms and those that are homeless. So, because I believe that once God liberates you from something, it is your duty to go back and help others. And that's what led me to run for city council. Um, I just felt I had a duty to at least go back to fight for those um, less fortunate in our community. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a struggle, but that's that's where the pain and grit tied Marine. He, when they went through the last ending of their, uh, for those who probably aren't listening, in the, uh, in the, there was a Marine or something, they, that last part they called the crucible. And that's that part where you, you're going through everything you learned up to that point, but it's almost, you know, hell, you know. And, and so for us well, as Christians and believers, the crucible is where God is burning all of that stuff off. He had to burn my negative mindset. He had to burn, he had to burn my limited thinking. He had to burn all, and I thought he was trying to kill me, to be honest. I thought he, you know, because I didn't know him at first. I thought he was trying to kill me. And no matter how many times in the beginning that I cried, thinking God is going to rescue me, he did not move by my tears because he knew what he was doing and what he was preparing me for. So I, I'm just in awe of him. It had it not been for him, there was no way I could have made it. Statistically, a family of seven, mom 35, homeless with a GED, the odds are def- definitely stacked against us. So I just praise and honor for what he's done and what he's doing in my life. Ooh, what good news. What good words. Yes, because that's, I agree 100% because of this. Behind the scenes, you by yourself. Even before I come out here, and God did in my life what he did for me, I was alone. There were days I walked the streets alone witnessing. I had come out of Alabama back to Florida. And I was in a whole different city. I wasn't in my hometown, Jacksonville. I was in Orlando. I was in uh, uh, Maitland and in, 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 uh, uh, what it is, Altamont. Winter Garden, in different places. And I'm walking and doing different things, and, you know, I'm witnessing I had one job. But look, all of that I went through, the homelessness, all of that. And like she said, had I not had these things going on, I wouldn't have never made it. I didn't have a lot, didn't have a house, didn't have a, a real car. I had what they called a hoopty, but I called it a struggle buggy. But as I continue, because you you must continue, you can't stop, you, you, you cannot give up. If you will continue to go on, God is going to bless you. There were days I was in school, and I, I, I gave them a testimony how they used to laugh at me on the elevator. And you and, you and Professor So-and-So class, yeah, I'm the one that, get, that tell it like it is. I'm the one that straightened him out, yeah, I'm her. And they would laugh at the way I talked because I worked in the hood. And I spoke hood language many days in the hood. And I would be talking sometimes, like now, sometimes it comes out. You know, the, the correct English, because I've been down there so long working with them. So what happened, and I, I, I speak English, but I don't understand it. So I had to go through much to get what I needed. 
And as I stayed with it, I refused to give up. Even even Jesus in the Morning Radio Talk Show. Starting off, I didn't know what I was doing. I was on my own. Pastor Howell come, and she encouraged me. And then Louis come, and a few more, and a few more, and a few more. But this is this is what you have to do. I, I, again, you have to, you must. I'm gonna put that word there. Stay with it. Stay, stay, stay. And like she said, it was hard. Again, to whom much is given, much is required. We're required to learn. We're required to study. And not just study the word of God, but many different things. And, and if it's a field you want to go into, if it's a career you want, you, you need to study. Go preach come and tell me, Grandmama, I want to be a veterinarian. She had to be around three when she told me that. And from being on, I watched her. If I encouraged her in some way, okay, Grandmama, thank you. If not, Cobricia kept climbing the ladder until she got to the school where they teach out. I told her mama, I said, you crazy, and uh, your baby crazy too. She said, what's wrong? I said, this little girl is just not going to let up from helping animals. She said, grandmama, I will be a veterinarian one day. And she told me one day, she said, and if you get sick, I may be able to work on you. I said, well, uh, medically. I said, okay, Cobricia. Yeah, Cobricia is turning 16 in January and at the school making leaps and bounds. So I'm grateful to know that you got to go through something. And sometimes when people tell you what they want to do, don't, don't come against it. Don't say, oh, you can't do that. Never tell people that. Encourage them. And we as believers, we say this to them, if there's something I can do, let me know. If you don't have money, you can say that. I may not have money, but if there's something I can do, let me know. Sometimes people say, just pray for me. All I need is your prayers. Because they feel like your prayer will be answered, and that's all the support they need. They don't need you help, helping them to finish a term paper. They don't need you helping them with, with syllabus. They don't need you helping them with nothing. They, they just need you to be there for them in prayer, and that's a beautiful thing, yeah, we're grateful unto the Lord this morning, and uh, thankful unto him, I thank you so much for coming this morning, Dr. Holden, I was so excited and amazed, six children, I have eight biologicals, so when I saw the six, I was like, my goodness, I, I, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine, yeah, but yeah. I know God is yeah, God is safe, and I know that was hard, but you endured until the end. And I know your life is better than it has ever been. And God is not through. He's not through with you. Yeah. Much more is coming your way. Good things. Yeah, he wants us yeah. to have the good of the land. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah, even as I'm speaking, God is moving for you. And so we thank him. Look at Louis. Louis over there talking about, dang, when I said uh, six children and homeless, four years, he's talking about, dang. <laughs> Y'all know he has something to say about everything. But we thank God this morning, and I won't hold you up, Dr. Holden. Um, we will let you go, and I'll be in touch. 
I thank you so, so much for coming and sharing with us this morning. Yeah. Unless there's something else you would like to say. We don't want to hold you up. But if you're free to share and you feel like sharing, let it go. We're right here to listen. Now, I want to thank you um, for having me. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just in awe of of, of God. <clears throat> Nothing with, with him, you, you can't go wrong. Um, that does not mean that you're not going to go through, because he already know where he's taking you. In order for me to run for city council, had I not gone through that um, experience, I wouldn't have been able to handle the pressure of being in, the, in, in that kind of political run. But it definitely, I, I tell people, I went into this thing 15 years ago, into the homeless thing as Barney Fife, and I came out as the rock. So, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, what he's doing in you in that crucible moment, in that isolation period. He, he loves you. He's not trying to harm you, although it seems like he has forgotten your name. Believe me. Uh, just last year, I just want to share, because only God can do this. Uh, I don't have a PR person, but God allowed me. I became um, Georgia and National Mother of the Year for 2020, and he allowed me to go on ABC last year to tell the truth, Anthony Anderson. And only that God would take you from, only people knew my name 14 years ago was the welfare office, and he's allowed me to be interviewed around the world. Only God can take you from what the world deems as a nobody to somebody. Um, and remember, I would rather have the favor of God over man's approval in the day. And so I just Amen. want whoever's listening to keep going and keep believing. God got you. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. We thank God for it. Anybody uh, would like to encourage her or say good morning to her, please feel free to press, press that number one and uh, come in and uh, say something to her, say good morning, great job, whatever you'd like to say. Uh, if you feel led this morning, if not, we're going to let her go because I know her day may be busy. Today is Friday, and a lot of times we get a lot done on Friday because we're going to be back until Monday, so we won't hold her <laughs> up. But we want you to come back again, uh, Dr. Holden, and I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch soon. Okay. okay. Thank you, All right, Mr. Oh, yes. Okay. Good morning, Sister Jerry. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Good morning, Dr. Hogan. Thank you so much for coming in. Good Thank morning. you so much for coming in and sharing your journey that you went on. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, am I muted? No, uh, I, can, I can hear you. <laughs> Yes, can we heard you, you Jerry. Yes, we can yes. hear you now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did y'all hear me? Yes. yes, we can hear you well, very well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just want to tell a good morning and thank her so much. Thank you. Yeah. Can you hear her because she's saying thank you? Oh, yes. Yes, I hear her. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. So is there anyone else? so much encouragement. All we have to do is listen because it does not come overnight. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, we know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you know, Jerry. 
Okay, if no mm-hmm. one else, we're going to let her go. And uh, what we'll do, uh, when, when is the book? That That's the next step. And then I'm going to let you go, Dr. Holman. When is the book coming forth? Oh, you know, my life story is out. I just released um, uh, a book to, in honor of my 50th birthday. It's called The First 50 Years. So it's a short inspirational story on how I reclaimed my identity and um, over 100 some personal quotes of mine that I've learned over the first 50 years. So go on Amazon. All of my books are, are out there, available. Okay. All right. I just needed to know because I, I know it should have been a book somewhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we thank God this morning again and thank God for Dr. Holden coming in. We want to have her back as often as she want to come back. And uh, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful I met her, and she said yes. And so I'm grateful unto her. Good morning, Pastor David. And uh, I was screaming for Sion, but I didn't see her this morning, but I was yelling for her. That's my cheerleader. Yeah. But we're moving on this morning, and uh, I'm going on to another request. And when we come back, we'll finish up the last two chapters of Second Samuel. Yeah. And uh, then we're going back and pray, and we may go back to the book of Ruth. And I know it looks like I'm going backwards. I know it looks like, oh, she's going backwards, and then bringing it up to date. But some things we already have, and so God is just doing somewhat of a refresher. And so it's all right today in Jesus' name. So, look, we're going here uh, this morning with uh, Pastor Marvin Winans. And uh, God has spoken. (laughs) Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 8 and 6 and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. God has so let the church <laughs> say amen. Let the church let them say amen. If you believe the word, let the whole church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church Say amen. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. No. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. So let the church say Amen. 
everybody. Him today, 
again, he's almighty God, that have all power. There is no higher power. And so we're thankful unto him. Um, this weekend, I don't know what's really what. I thought my cousin's funeral was tomorrow, but I think they are holding off on it. And uh, I'm going to do some cooking <clears throat> and a little bit of bacon and take that over to the rest of my family because people will be coming and going and they're busy so they won't have time to cook and, you know, have food there when guests come and stuff like that. It's what we do in the South. We always do that, take food and drinks and baked goods. And uh, many times I go to Popeye's or Church's Chicken and I go and get a cake and a couple of cases of soda and drop it off because I'm not uh, always filling up to all that cooking. But uh, I know they want me to cook something, so I may cook something and bake, you know, an item and take it over to them. Yes, hallelujah. So, look, we're back in Second Samuel, and uh, this is the 23rd chapter, <clears throat> and I already have the basic English Bible for my basic English Bible people. And uh, we're going to start at verse 1 this morning. And it said, now these are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, says, the man who was lifted up on high, the man on whom the God of Jacob put his holy oil, the loved one of Israel's songs, says, in verse 2, the spirit of the Lord had voiced through me. His word was on my tongue. I like that. Verse 3 says, the God of Israel said, the word of the rock of Israel came to me. When an upright king is ruling over men, when he is ruling in the fear of God, that's what we need. That's what we need today. We need men that fear God and that God is ruling and they, are let, they allow God to rule in their lives so that they can be a blessing unto the people, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because God so loved the world, he loved us all, and he, he wants all of us to do right. But in many cases, that's not the case. But nonetheless, God knew that when he sent his son to suffer for all mankind. Hallelujah. So for it says, it is as the light of the morning when the sun comes up, a morning without clouds, making young grass come to life from the earth. Verse 5 says, for... Is not my house so with God, for he has made with me an eternal agreement order in all things and certain. As for all my salvation and all my desire, will he not give it increase? Oh, yes, he will. Verse 6 says, but the evildoers, all of them, will be like thorns to be pushed away because they may not be gripped in the hand. Verse 7 says, but anyone touching them has to be armed with iron and the rod of a spear, and they will be burned with fire, every one of them. Verse 8 says, these are the names of David's men of war, Ishbalel, the Hachmite, no, the Hachmanite, chief of the three, his axe was lifted up against 800, put to death at one time. I, I, I have to say it again. David was a man of war. 
he, he was a man of fight, and the men that followed him, he was a strong man, and the men that followed him had to be the same way. They had to be men of war, strong men, men of fight, not afraid, yeah. And so verse 10 says, he was with David and went on fighting the Philistines till his hand became tired and stiff and gripping his sword. And that day the Lord gave a great salvation, and the people came back after him only to take the goods of the Philistines. <laughs> 11 says, after him was Shammah, the son of Elah, the Hararite. The and the Philistines came together in Lehi, where there was a bit of land full of seed. And the people went in flight from the Philistines. Verse 12 says, But he kept his place in the middle of the bit of land and kept back their attack and overcame the Philistines. And the Lord gave a great salvation. Did you hear that? Oh, my goodness. But he kept his place. The people ran. They took flight from the Philistines. But Shema, uh, uh, but he kept his place in the middle of the bit of land and kept back their attack and overcame the Philistines, and the Lord gave a great salvation. 13 says, and three of the 30 went down at the start of the game cutting, grain cutting, and they came to David at the strong place of Adullam, and the band of Philistines has taken up their position in the valley of Rephraim. 14 says, and at that time David had taken cover in the strong place, and an armed force of the Philistines was in Bethlehem. 15 says, And David moved by a strong desire, said, if only, one, if only someone would give me a drink of water from the water hole of Bethlehem by the doorway into the town. I remember this. 16 says, And the three men forcing their way through the Philistine army got water from the water hole of Bethlehem by the doorway into the town and took it back to David. But he would not take it, but draining it out, made an offering of it to the Lord. Because these men went through much just to go and get that water. He said he wanted some and bring it to him. And he made the water an offering unto Almighty God. And sometimes we do that. Much has been given to get this. So, Lord, I'm going to give this back to you. I'm going to give it to you in your honor, in praise and worship and sacrifice unto you. Hallelujah. 17 says, and he said, far be it from me, O Lord, to do this. How may I take as my drink the life blood of men who have put their lives in danger? So he would not take it. These things did the three great men of war. There we go again. Great men of war. These boys wasn't afraid of nothing. Oh, they'll fight right now. Yeah. And believing they would win. And most times they did, because God was on their side. 18 says, And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zariah, was chief of the thirsty, of the thirty. He put to death 300 with his spear, and he got for himself a name among the thirty. 19 says, Was he not the noblest of the thirty? So he was made their captain, but he was equal to the first three. <laughs> Twitter says, and Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, a fighting man of Kabzia, 
had done great acts, he put to death the two sons of area of Moab. He went down into a hole and put a lion to death in time of snow. Ooh, in the cold. <laughs> 21 says, and he made an attack on an uh, Egyptian, a tall man, and the Egyptian had a spear in his hand. But he went down to him with a stick and pulling the spear out of the hands of the Egyptian. He put to death with that spear. He put him to death with that spear, the spear that he had, that the Egyptian had. 22 said, these were the, the acts of Benanah, the son of Jehoiada, who had a great name among the 30 men of war. 23 says, he was honored over the rest of the 30, but he was not equal to the first three. And David put him over the fighting men who kept him safe. 24 said, and uh, uh, Asahel, yeah, the brother of Joab was one of the 30, and Elhanan, Elhanan, the son of Dodah of Bethlehem. 25 says, Shema, the Hadadite, Elika, the Hadadite. 26 says, Heldez, the Peltite. Ooh, with some tights in here, and ites. <laughs> Ira, the son of Ish, Ikish, the, the Tekoite, 27 says, Abizer, the Anathrite, Sebeka, the Hushthite, 28 says, Zalman, the Ahoite, Mahara, the Nethothite, goodness, 29 says, Heladah, the son of Benah, the Nethrophite, Itta, the son of Reba, of Ghibli, of the children of Benjamin. Oh, goodness. And Benanah, <laughs> the Parathite, Hadiah of the valley of Gush. 31 says, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmoet of Bahuram, 32 says, oh, there was a lot of men. Uh, 32 says, Elaba, the, the Shubanite, Joshin, the Gunite. 33 says, Jonathan, the son of Shammah, the Hararite. Ahiram, the son of Shurah, the Hararite. Uh, 34 says, oh, I should let him read these, y'all. Uh, Elipholet, the son of Ahaspa, the Malkathite, Eliam, the son of Ahithophel, the Gilanite. 35 says, Hezra, the Camelite, Pa'arai. The Archite, 36 says, Igal, the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani, the Gite. 37 says, Zalik, the Ammonite, Nahara, the Bethorite, the Bethelthite, who had the care of the arms of Joab, son of Zariah. Ara, the, the Ithrite, Jerob, the Ithrite. 
Uriah the Hittite, 37 in number. Yeah, so David told all of this so that it could be written. Uh-huh. And so we're going on to 24, and uh, this is our last book of the Second Samuel. Yeah. So we're going on in to uh, finish this up, and uh, we thank God. We thank God. We thank God. Hallelujah. So looking at verse 1, it says, Again, the wrath of the Lord was burning against Israel, and moving David against them, he said, Go, take the number of Israel and Judah. Verse 2 says, And the king said to Joab and the captains of the army who were with him, Go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan as far as Beersheba, and have all the people numbered, so that I may be certain of the number of the people. Three says, And Joab said to the king, Whatever the number of the people, may the Lord make it a hundred times as much, and may the eyes of my Lord the king see it. But why does my Lord the king take pleasure in doing this thing? Verse 4 says, But the king's order was stronger then Joab and the captain of the army, and Joab and the captains of the army went out from the king to take the number of the children of Israel. Verse 5 says, And they went over Jordan, and starting from Eror, from the town which is in the middle of the valley, they went in the direction of the Gadites and on to Jason. Verse 6 says, And they came to Gilead, Gilead and to the land of the Hittites under Hermon, and they came to Dan, and from Dan they came round to Zidon, and to the walled town of Tyre, and to all the towns of the Hittites and the Canaanites, and they went out to the south of Judah at Beersheba. Eight says, so after going through all the land in every direction, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Verse 9 says, And Joab gave the king the number of all the people that were in Israel, 800,000 fighting men able to take up armies, and the men of Judah were 500,000. Verse 10 says, And the people had been numbered. David's heart was troubled, and David said to the Lord, Great has been my sin in doing this. But now, O Lord, be pleased to take away the sin of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Eleven says, and David got up in the morning. Now the word of the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, verse 12, Go and say to David, the Lord says, three things are offered to you. Say which of them you will have, and I will do it to you. Now he done messed up prayed and everything, told the Lord what a fool he was. And now the Lord is sending the prophet Gad to him and uh, giving David three things, and out of the three he can choose. Wow. Wow. So 13 says, so Gad came to David and gave him word of this and said to him, are there to be three years when there is not enough food in your land? Or will you go in flight from your haters for three months while they go after you? Or will you have three days of violent disease in your land? Take thought and say what answer I am to give to him who sent me. 
So he told David, hey, think about this thing before you give me an answer, because whatever answer I take back to God, that's what it's going to be. So 14 says, and David said to Gad, this is a hard decision for me to make. Let us come into the hands of the Lord, for great are his mercies. Let me not come into the hands of men. Verse 15 says, so David made selection of the disease, and the time was the days of the grain cutting. When the disease came among the people, causing the death of 70,000 men from Dan, as far as Beersheba. 16 says, and when the land had, I mean, when the hand of the angel was stretched out in the direction of Jerusalem for its destruction, the Lord had regret for the evil and said to the angel who was sending destruction on the people, it is enough, do no more. And the angel of the Lord was by the grain floor of Aruna the Jebusite. And when David saw the angel who was causing the destruction of the people, he said to the Lord, Truly the sin is mine. I have, none, I have done wrong, but these are only sheep. What have they done? Let your hand be against me and against my family. 18 says, In that day, Gad came to David and said to him, Go up and put up an altar to the Lord on the grain floor of Arunan, Arunan, Arunah. Mm-hmm. The Jebusite. 19 says, So David went up as Gad had said, and as the Lord had given orders. 20 says, And Aruna, looking out, saw the king and his servants coming to him. And Aruna went out and went down on his face to the earth before the king. 21 says, And Aruna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To give you a price for your grain floor, so that I may put up an altar to the Lord and the disease may be stopped among the people. 22 says, And Aruna said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever seems right to him and make an offering of it. See, here are the oxen for the burned offering and the grain cleaning instruments and the ox yokes for wood. 23 says, All this does the servant of my lord the king give to the king. And Aruna said, May the Lord your God be pleased with your offering. 24 says, And the king said to Aruna, No, but I will give you a price for it. I will not give to the Lord my God burned offerings for which I have given nothing. So David got the grain floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. 25 says, And dad David put up an altar to the Lord, making burned offerings and peace offerings, so the Lord gave ear to his prayer for the land, and the disease came to an end in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My goodness. God was good to David. He was good to Solomon. Yeah, he's good to us. He is very good to us today. And so we're thankful unto him for all he has done for us. Great and mighty things. Great and mighty things today. And so we're thankful unto him. What we have to do is go back and remember, well, Lord, if you brought me out in January, truly you'll bring me out in June. And if we remember no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But we also got to search our own hearts. And, Lord, if you find anything in me that shouldn't be, take it out. Deliver me from it. 
in the name of Jesus. It may be my flesh that want this thing. It is. It's my flesh that's causing me to enjoy this thing and to think on this thing and to think that this thing is doing me some good when it's really harming me spiritually because God is a spirit. And we must be a spiritual people and stay focused. And when I look at David, all he did, every time he went out to fight, he was the winner. God brought him from the little shepherd boy to the palace. He did wrong once he became king, but when David figured that thing out and Nathan the prophet went over there and told David said, no more of this foolishness. I am bringing my flesh under subjection. And he wrote some of the most beautiful psalms that you ever want to hear. Yeah. Oh, he wrote some beautiful stuff. And then his son come behind him and wrote beautiful proverbs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful unto the Lord for his word. Because of many days, all of this has blessed me. All of this, the Psalms have blessed me. Uh, knowing about David and Solomon has blessed me. Knowing about Esther and Mordecai and all of them. Knowing about Eli. Yeah, Hopnai and Phineas. These are sons of Eli that trained the prophet Samuel. Yeah, and when it comes to them 12 apostles, it's no end to the greatness. Yeah, and John, God used John, and even John writing what he was inspired to write to us. Oh, it has blessed me for many years, and I am thankful unto the Lord for his word. Hallelujah. Again, it all starts with his word. When you hear, the first thing you do is believe. That's the key to coming to God, and believing is the key to staying with God. Many times we get sidetracked, we get caught up into so much stuff. You know, we want this, and we want to be that way, and we want to have this, and I want to show them that. I don't want to show nobody nothing I got. I don't want to show nobody what I can accomplish. I just want it done. And I'm not doing it for the world to see and to pat me on my back. I'm doing it for me because this is what I like. Yeah. And I'm great for this morning. Yeah, because I don't like cloning. I don't like roboting. I don't like being like nobody else. Uh, the girl Janet Jackson wrote the song that says I got my own mind. I want to make my own decisions. I don't want to do what other people do. I'm one of a kind. I'm so different, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I look at other people and I keep right on going. And sometimes people try to keep things from you because they think you'll get their stuff and outdo them. I don't want to do that you're doing. I don't want to cook like you. I don't want to dress like you. I don't want to do nothing you're doing. And I don't want to be above you or beyond you. I just want to do what I enjoy. Yeah, and I'm good. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And he gave us a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. But many times we ignore it because we're running like the world running. We're doing what the world is doing. Yeah. I heard her say she come out of, Dr. Holden said she come out of a bad marriage. Left her with nothing but six kids. 
And a lot of times we running, and we think we running with the American dream. And we stand in here because we don't win, and especially we don't have nowhere to go or nothing else, and then we don't want to be a burden to our family. We don't want to go to family. Sometimes people don't want family to know what they're going through. So we end up in some bad places. But when we reach out to the Lord, and the same David said it, David said, I cried <laughs> unto the Lord, and the Lord heard my cry. David said he didn't, went and he didn't go and talk to the Lord. He said he cried unto the Lord. He let them tears fall. A man. Because you know they say a man shouldn't cry. You better cry to the Lord, mister. And let God hear you cry. He going to bless you. He gave you a family. You can't take care of your family. Cry unto the Lord. Because God honor marriage and families. Yeah. And David, again, he wrote some of the most beautiful psalms uh, that you ever want to hear. Yeah, even in the first psalm, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Look how he started that thing off. Yeah, verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and his Law doeth he meditate day and night. So I stay with my mind on God, and I stay with my mind remembering what his word said. And any situation come up, I reflect back to the word of God, what his word has said concerning this thing that I'm going through or this journey I'm on or what I'm trying to do. I go back to the word of God. And the easiest one for me is this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. That's easy for me to remember. So when it's a task and it's kind of hard for me, I tell myself, you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. And I'm praying, Lord, help me to get through this. Lord, open up my wisdom on this. Uh-huh. And God does it. God does it. Because if any man like wisdom, let him ask of God that gives liberally and upbraideth not. Hallelujah. He give good gifts. Yeah. He said if we'll come to him believing. Yeah. Hallelujah. And diligently. See, we got to have faith and diligently seek God. We never stop seeking him. We don't lead to our own understanding. Because, you know, our mind will tell us, Hey, Barbara, do it that way, and the result's going to be this. Well, I'm leaning to my own understanding now. I'm being wise in my own eyes. I don't want to do that. But I want to acknowledge him and wait for him to direct my path. Because, see, I was going to go down A Street, and that was a big kaboom down A Street. But if I wait on him, he said, well, hey, Barbara, take it right here to E and turn right, right here on E. You want to avoid all the other foolishness, and your blessing is right there at the end on the corner. Just pick it up and go on. Hallelujah. God is faithful unto us. What beautiful, beautiful song. In verse 3 it says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at this, verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. 
In verse 5, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But we got a lot of that going on. Verse 6 says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Because, see, what we think, we think because we go to church, we counsel with the pastor, uh, we read a scripture or two, and we always asking God for stuff and things. We really think we got God. But he said this now. I didn't I didn't say it. I wasn't there when he inspired man to write it, but I truly believe it. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. He also said this the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more laborers. But we don't do that. What we pray for is more stuff and things. We pray for more money. We pray for a better job. We pray for the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. We pray for pray for the Bentley. We pray for the BMW. All of this stuff, you know, that's what we want comfort and, 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 and luxury. We're not praying that God use me in your service to bless your people and stop me from running with my ear open to hear a word of what they're calling prophecy. Stop me from that. Help me to seek you with my whole heart. Help me to study your word, not just read it. And let your word come up in me concerning every situation. There's a deacon, uh, I think he's living in Tampa. He's from Georgia. He knew my family on my dad's side. And uh, he called me every now and then, and we talk about the word, and, you know, he's a Sunday school superintendent. And But let me tell you all this. What I've learned over the years, I never went to seminary, and I never really set up under nobody who went to seminary for too long because the Lord got me out of there, because God had a plan, his own plan for me, and it wasn't according to man. And what the problem is, a lot of times, we can't trust us. Deacons, preachers, all of that, ushers, choir singers, all of that, ministers of music in the church, men. They can't trust themselves, because as soon as they see a woman they like, they're going to forget God and try to go over there and, and, and fool around with her in the house of God. They're trying to pull women out of the house. Women in the house of the Lord, they're going because they want better stuff and things. And if you think it's a lie, look at it because guess what? If you truly love God and you truly belong to him and you truly walking upright before him or even desire to walk upright before him, you're working unto God. You're not just working unto yourself. When I work, which I work every day, I work to have so that I can give. I don't work to pay bills. My giving calls me to be able to get bills paid. My giving calls me to be able to have what I want, not me working for it. God loves a cheerful giver. So now do you think if you give, God won't bless you? The more I give, the more he bless me. I turn things around all the time, and I'm like, how did I do Lord, how did you... That seed planting, 
that tithes and offerings, that running up to the prison, that's giving people time that they can't afford to pay for, that's taking people to and from who can't take themselves or don't have transportation. And we got the nerve to sit around and talk like uh, uh, I come from royalty. I've always been this. You ain't nothing now. But it's our mentality. We don't give God what he needs. We give God what we want to give him. We push him a few crumbs and tell him, work that out. <laughs> Let it equal more. And he's looking at us like, I, I, I want the harvest. I, I want the whole harvest worked. And when you get through, go on in and do what Ruth did. Go on and glean the field some more because there's still some more out there that I don't have. I need workers in the vineyard. I don't need fake folks that got a form of godliness, but they denying the power thereof. That ain't what I need. And all the reason you're seeking me so you can get what you want, but I need you working so you can give me what I want. I made you for my pleasure. I bless you from your childhood. And a lot of things we go through, we take ourselves through that. I can't blame that on God. Uh, 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 when I go and he said, hey, you AC one up a little high, you got to watch it. I can't blame that on God. I was the one in there eating the pound cake. I was the one in there eating the pie, <laughs> eating the fried chicken. The macaroni and cheese full of butter and cholesterol and all of that. I cannot blame these things on God. So we must take self-inventory and have a wonderful record like David did. Ooh, David had something for you. Yes, yes. He had work. That even when he, after the Bathsheba thing, that when he stands before the Lord, he can say, these are they, God, that you told me to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. He went on down and he wrote him a, another psalm or two. He had plenty of them. He wrote a plenty. Some of them was longer than others. Yeah. He wrote in that second one, he said, it's why are the nations so violently moved? And why are the thoughts of the people so foolish? And I'm seeing it today. The thoughts of the people are foolish because all they think about is getting more stuff and things. And somebody along the way in leadership opened the door where we can have more from another country than we have from our own country. It, it just appeared to other countries we just dumb and we just take stuff from other people. We can't build nothing on our own. They sent me an article and it was asking me to go through my house and see if I could get as much stuff made in China out of my house and look for American-made stuff. But who opened the door and made it so cheap, inexpensive, that I could buy it? Had you not brought that in and left American-made products here, that's all we would have. But leadership that's after God's own heart, leadership that seek God, leadership that's allowing God to rule and reign, leadership that's following the word of God to the letter and demanding that the people do it. 
I'm back to this. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Men are honor God with their lips, but their heart is far from it. And sometimes they don't even know God. But they talk about him for the sake of votes. They talk about him so the people go along with their foolishness. Yeah. Why are the nations so violently moved? And why are the thoughts of the people so foolish? Verse 2 says, the kings of the earth have taken their place and the rulers are fixed in their purpose against the Lord and against the king of his selection. The one that God wants in there, people don't want him in there. The ruler that God wants, people don't want him. And I know people hate me, but I believe Mr. Trump was coming up in a place where he was going to figure God out. I believe he was coming to him on his own because somebody was talking to him. Now, I could be wrong. And even if he wasn't, and, and, and people hate me for it, but I believe this man was a, a plain, everyday human being. and I believe he did things according to the way he knew how to do it and keep it real. Now, that's just what I believe. I, I mean, I could be wrong about him. Now, I don't know him personally. But when I look at his traits, he was a different <laughs> he was a different kind of president. Now I, I watched presidents from President Kennedy. That was my era when I was born in that era, kind of sort of coming up to him. And from Mr. Kennedy until Mr. Trump, I had never saw another president like that. And then they let a, a, a president that they said was a black man get in there, and it was the biggest mess I ever saw. I'm just honest. And people just love the black man because he's black. I heard a comedian say, uh, I think it was D-Ray, who said that, uh, well, we can afford gas now. And say, he would tell people, Barack Obama. See, folk had a thing for color and race. They, they didn't have a thing to honor God and get what was right in that hoop so that we could follow a leader that was going to lead us back to God, that we could obey him and walk up right before him. Yeah. And this will be, everything we do got to be in God. I'm serious. Everything about us, we need to go back to God because of this. It'll get worse before it gets better. And we think we're seeing something now. You haven't seen anything yet. It appeared to me the world flipped upside down. I remember one day afterwards, uh, Robin Lynn Mabin came, well, Robin Lynn came to me and she said, hey, I know you're Florida. I said, yeah. She said, look like the world been flipped upside down. I said, it really has. I don't understand all of this. I, I said, I never saw this before. And uh, she let me know, well, you haven't seen anything yet. Just keep living. You, you, you'll get to see some more. And I tell you the truth, I got to see more and more ugly, more and more ugly in these United States of America. And they're not united. One pulling this way and this state and his governor pulling that way, we 
just can't all come together and get on one accord. And I, I, I really don't see the point, and I could be just ignorant, you know, but I don't see the point of Republican and Democrat if you're going to be in the politics. I can just see the point of American people, and we do right by America and God because God gave us America. Now, that's what I see, and I know I might be ignorant and whatever, but all of that comes from people wanting what they want. I want blue, you want green, and the next set they want yellow, and we just not going to come together on nothing. And we in the same country. We in the same, oof, yeah. And so this is why God got to come back, and he's going to do the separate. He said, let the weed and the calf grow together. In the day of harvest, I'll do the separate. So he's going to come back and fix it because no man can. The world has and it continues to become wickeder and wiser. And back to this, there's a way to seem right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Yeah. So David wrote these beautiful songs, and in verse 3 of the second psalm he wrote, it says, Let their chain be broken and their course taken from off us. Verse 4 says, Then he who seek is in heaven will be laughing. The Lord will make sport of them. He's going to laugh at the foolish. Five says, Then will his angry words come to their ears, and by his wrath they will be troubled. That's happening right now. In verse 6 it says, But I have put my king on my holy oil of Zion. Seven says, I will make clear the Lord's decision. He has said to me, You are my son. This day have I given you being. And see, I'm going to tell you about us too. We like trauma and drama and foolishness, action. That's why they have so many movies, and they got them categorized. Even the people that say they're Christians and they believers, they they like all this kind of chaos and, and foolishness and all this evil. They they like this. Church going folks. Because see there's a difference in church folks and the people of God. The people of God, we, we don't we don't care for all of that. I can't drink water around some of that Tyler Perry stuff come out of movie. Oh I I don't I don't mm-mm. See God gonna keep me in peace if I keep my mind on him. A lady was sharing that was Wednesday. No, that had to be, yeah, Wednesday. And she was sharing about what her uncle watched on TV. And it's funny, but it's not funny. So I comes up with a bag with some things in it for a young lady, and he told the young lady, hey, be careful. She may have a bomb in that bag. I got to go. And he kind of walked off from it. I said, what in the world? So later on, his niece comes. And uh, she worked for the sheriff's office, transporting prisoners and stuff. And so she said, yeah, you met my uncle. I said, ooh, we. And she laughed. I said, he told this baby I might have a bomb in the back. <laughs> he said, this man watched that stuff on TV 24-7. He keep up with who making bombs and, and, and just all kind of crazy stuff to me. You know, and then I told her the end, I said, but you know, I don't know about Unc, 
Aunt might be old or something. Oh, she laughed, she laughed. But we, if we're not in God and, and, and we're not letting him be in us and we're not letting him ruling and reigning in our lives, he's not the God of our life. We're the God of our life, and we pull him in when we think we need him. Then guess what? We're going to go through some things. We're going to be thinking crazy. We can't think right. See, because if you come to him, great is living in you, and he gave you a sound mind. But you have to feed your sound mind what it needs to stay sound. I can't be looking at the, the, the stations that say everybody want to kill me. I can't be listening to all of that. And the news telling me where the danger at. And where they telling me the danger at, I have to go through that sometimes. No, I don't, I don't care to have anything to do with all of that. I trust the Lord. I believe he's going to take care of me. He said he would never leave me not forsake me. And if something happened to me and I died, to be absent from this body is to be present with him. So I'm not going to sit up and watch all of this foolishness that's telling me all this stuff. Because I'm telling you, people watch it for me. People watch the news and, I, and then they come tell me about it. Go look at it. Go look it up. Just that right there because I know you're not going to watch the whole thing. But it's on the news channel. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, God covers people. If it's something I need to know, he's going to make a way. Because he know I'm seeking him with my whole heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning, please feel free uh, to press that number one. We're getting our early look like today is Friday. And uh, we're going to get out a little bit early, and uh, I'm okay. Look, I want to go back to just a little bit of this one, not very much, just a little bit, and then I pray, play the next request. Tell somebody, I don't care what the devil told you. God made it fail. You don't hear me. Tell somebody, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it God made it fail, God made it fail, everything the devil tried, God made it fail, God made it fail, God made it fail, he made it fail, everything that the devil tried, God made it God not happen. Say y'all not happy. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried. God made it fail. God fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried. God made it fail. 
you got to just, I said, you got to let the floor have it now. I say, you got to let the floor have it. I said, God made it fail. I said, God made it fail. I said, hey. Inspiring and encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love that one right there. I tell you, I was looking at the video, and uh, I was looking at the way he danced before the Lord. Boy, he was picking pick his feet up and put them down and then just jump a little bit. Oh, that just did me all the good in the world. I love a good fiery church service. Oh, uh, yeah, where the Spirit of the Lord is moving in his house. Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed right there. And so I'm grateful again this morning. Unto Almighty God, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in today and uh, share with us. And uh, I'm thankful unto Almighty God. And I, I couldn't do the dial-in connect this morning, and I couldn't quite hear as clear. But uh, I'm grateful to the Lord. I see you down there, Frank. I see you down there. <laughs> good morning. God bless you, sir. And uh, good morning to you, Sister Samoa and Brother Anthony this morning. And my God, baby, Laura, good morning to you. And uh, again, Pastor David, good morning to you. Sister Spinner, good morning to you. Sister Rose Brown, by wicked, 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 good morning to you. <laughs> I know Floyd Circle miss you, girl. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. And a good morning to you, Irene. Good morning to you, Sister Mary Ann. God bless you over there. And a good morning to you, um, Sister Melanie Rose, Sister Angela in California. Good morning to you, Sister Alexis and Sister Lachelle. And uh, good morning to you, Sister Keisha. And Sister Rita and uh, Sister Sion, I don't see her today, but my cheerleader, old Sion, over there. And uh, good morning to you, Sister Diane, and uh, Sister Angela Foote. Good morning to you. And Sister Anna Lee Foote, good morning to you. I got to call that Anna Lee. I ain't called in a minute, so I got to get on the horn. Good morning to you, Sister Kim Hops, and uh, Sister Michelle, Sister Patricia Fluka, Sister Lisa. Sister Yvonne and our very own Apostle Claudia Boatwright. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright, in the chat room this morning. Good morning to you. God bless you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, belated birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. And uh, I sent a little cake over there. I thought that was the cutest little bright colored cake. <laughs> I love it. That's how I said this to Apostle. Uh huh. Good morning to you, the main man holding that chat room down this morning for Lewis. And uh, good morning to you, Brother Jermaine and Brother Anthony and Brother D. And Brother Jermaine, God bless you. God bless you. I thank you for keeping up. And uh, Brother uh, Brother Jermaine, listen to the archive shows. If, he, if I did one yesterday, he might listen to it today. 
and then tomorrow he'll listen to today's show. Yeah, I thought that was a way so he could hear them all and keep up. God bless you, Brother Anthony. God bless you again, Brother D. I need to hear from you. Let me see that phone number. Let me see that number, brother. And that way I'll be all right. You want me to be all right, don't you, Brother D? Let me see that phone number. Good morning to you, Brother Mike Hart and uh, Brother George West Perry. He got his gift, and he told me, oh, Evangelist, I was, go- I was supposed to call you. And, but I know he got sidetracked. I know he got busy. And uh, he said that the cookies and the brownies was good, so we thank God for that. Good morning to you, Brother Lee Hamilton. I have not heard from Brother Hamilton in a very long time. And uh, maybe I'm going to try to find him on Facebook and, and, and say a happy greeting to him. And uh, good morning to you, uh, Brother Cal and uh, Brother Jesse Gilmore. Good morning, Brother Gilmore. And uh, Brother Marquez Griffin. God bless you. Marquez got a different job. Y'all know he used to call me every Sunday while he was working for Coca-Cola, but he got a different job, so I don't hear from him as often. And uh, he would call me and be like, Miss Barbara, you like my mama. Where you at? <laughs> Say, I'm in Jacksonville. Well, you be careful. Okay, brother, brother Marquez. All right, Marquez. Yeah, so I just thank God for people. Thank God for that faithful few. And uh, thank God for those who uh, stay in touch and come faithfully in the archives and the podcast. I see a lot of people coming through the podcast these days in the archives. And uh, I thank God for that. Thank God for our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. And uh, we give God glory and honor and praise. We thank him. And uh, I just love being here in the mornings. I just love being here in the mornings and seeing all the phone numbers and everything. And Brother Louis Mann in that chat room. And uh, every day I did here say something funny and have me in here crying. <laughs> I say, I say, in days, Louis got to stop for it, make me scream out loud, and they think something wrong, but nothing is wrong. He just said something funny in that chat room, and I thank you for posting scripture over there for me too, brother Louis. God bless you, God bless you, and Sister Dorothy, I thank God for you managing that prayer club. God bless you as well, and I, I want to begin to pray more over there next week. I want to work on that, praying more in the prayer room and maybe the prayer request room, and maybe people see that, they'll give us more prayer requests. Yeah. And so we thank God again. We can't thank him enough. And uh, if no one have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out this morning. We will go to our last song of the day. And uh, after the song, that's it. And we pray that the Lord bring us back on Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Thank you, Brother Louis. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. <laughs> and we're praying for Sherry. We're praying for Sherry. Intercessors, we want to pray that Sherry have no more operations, no more, and that God would touch and heal her body. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that has been said and done. We thank you, Lord, that not our will, but your will be done. For, Father, you have the right will for every man and every woman, every boy and every girl. And as we depart this weekend, Father, use us in your service to bless your people in a mighty way. Help us to praise you like we've never praised you before. 
Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth like we have never worshipped you before. Help us to hold up the bloodstained banner to let others know we believe that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And if we'll believe on him, we won't perish, but have everlasting life. And that his son suffered. He shed his precious blood for us. And, Father, let them ask, come like they did on the day of Pentecost. Men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? What shall we do to be saved? Help us, Lord, to be workers unto you while it's day. Because the night is coming, and when night comes, Father, no man can see. Stir up your gifts in us. Stir up the gift of obedience in us. Stir up the faith in us, the trust in us, O oh God, concerning you. In the name of Jesus, help us to seek you with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, Father, help us to acknowledge you. You're going to direct our path. Help us not to be wise in our own eyes. Father, help us to fear you and depart from evil every day. In the name of Jesus, bless your people this morning. Bless every household represented here. Bless their families, their friends, near and far. Open doors this weekend, Father, and make ways. God, those that stand in the need of finances, open doors, God, and make ways that they have money to give. And, Lord, because of their giving, it's going to cause them to be able to pay bills. It will cause them to be able to buy the things that their heart desires. Oh, do it for your people this weekend. In the name of Jesus, bless those that are sick, heal today, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. Bless those that are incarcerated in, in every branch of the military. We ask all of this today in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, start June the 17th, 2022, in Jesus' name. So, look, we're going to the last song, last request of the morning, and uh, after this, I won't be coming back. God bless you. God bless you.
Y'all know how we do it. Take it up and praise. It's to our God. Every word of worship. With one accord. Come on, say every praise. Every praise. It's to our God. Yeah. 